You are welcome to Face to Face Broadcast. This message will take you from where you are to where you ought to be. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life, whereunto thou art also called, and hast professed a good profession before many witnesses. You know, sometimes the reason why we don't understand Bible language is because they talk different from how we talk today. There's a way we communicate. And that's why sometimes newer Bible translations help us communicate Bible truth in present day language. But I don't think this is so complex to understand. Firstly, there is the fight of faith. Amen. Did you get that? That means that there's an aspect of our faith that is based on contentions. Amen. Are we together? There is a fight. There is a fight. And when we talk about fights, I know the first thing you think about is demons. Amen. No problem with your demons. Amen. Alright. That's the first thing most of you think about. But you see, it's, it, it might include that, but it is more than that. Hallelujah. It is more than that. We had an all night on Friday and I was sharing something. I said the primary responsibility or assignment or tax of Satan here on earth is to resist the will of God. And you are the will of God. Amen. Amen. The reason why you have resistance is because you are the will of God. It was his intention, God's intention, that a day will come where the Gentiles will become part of the same body and partakers of the promise in Christ. Gentiles refer to everybody that is a non-Jew, non-Israelite. That was God's will. It is called the mystery of his will. There are seven mysteries of the New Testament. One of the mysteries is the mystery that God, the people who are not a people will become a people. Amen. It's a mystery. And that mystery has been fulfilled the day you got born again. Amen. Are we together? So, the point here is that you are the will of God. You are the will of God. The church today is the will of God. And because of that, Satan will always resist. That's what the Bible says. I will build my church and the gates, meaning that there will be contention. If there will be contention, then you have to already know how to face it. Is that not so? You have to be prepared for it. Christianity is not coming into a place and folding your hands. No. Paul said, Having done all to stand, stand therefore. That means there is something to defend. Amen. I remember in the early days we used to read, I don't know if they still do that, the King James Version, the preface, you know, there's a write-up before they start the content page and all that, and all that, and all. the preface, and they introduce King James the sixth or seventh, all right, the one that authorized for it to be translated. Then one of the titles they call him is Defender of the Faith. 
But we are the true defenders of the faith. Amen. Are we together? So, today, I want to just bring you to a place to understand the good fight. And it's called a good fight because it's a fight you win. Amen. If someone comes back and said to you, and says to you rather, I had a good fight. What does he mean? It means he won the fight. He enjoyed it because he won. Glory to God. There are fights you have that you never tell the story. Hello? Am I communicating? There are fights you have, you never tell the story. Then there are fights you have, you always tell the story. I remember when we fought. Why are you telling the story? Because you had victory. Now, in 1 Timothy 6.12, Paul called the fight, the good fight. Hallelujah. Then he was telling you to fight. Everybody say, fight. Say it again, fight. Fight the good fight of faith. Meaning that he is permitting you to fight it. Put up the scripture. Fight the good fight of faith. Then he said, lay hold on eternal life. How many of you are willing to fight the good fight? Listen. There is a language in the Bible... The language implies that there is contention. It says, possess your possession. Okay, if it's my possession, why do I still have to possess it? Amen. It means that the possession will not come to me. Are we together? Even if it is mine. I have to go for it. I have to take it. It has been offered, but there is resistance. And then I have to take it. So, the language Paul was using here is for every child of God today. Oh, 2020 is my year of increase. You will take it. Amen. 2020 is going to be a better year. How? I will take it. I will lay hold of it. Now, when he said, fight the good fight of faith, then he said, lay hold on eternal life. He's giving us a hint of what he's talking about. What he means Now, eternal life. Everybody say eternal life. Eternal life is not a physical substance. Yes, it is a heavenly materiality or something spiritual, but it's not physical. Are we together? So, for him to say, lay hold. How could he be telling you to lay hold on something that cannot be physically touched? So, that's not what he's saying. In essence, he's using it as an expression, a figure of speech, to explain to you what is expected. He's saying that this eternal life, this salvation you've come into, let it be real to you. Amen. Did you get that? Let it be real. Help me tell two people. Say, let this salvation be real to you. Now, let me explain something to you. Let me explain something to you. It means that you can be born again, and the experience will not look real anymore. Hello? In the early days, for some people that have been born again for long, there's something they used to say to people that got born again newly. They tell them, assurance of salvation. Everybody say assurance of salvation. What does assurance of salvation mean? It lines up with the prayer Paul was praying, I believe it was Ephesians 3, where he said that, that Christ may dwell in your heart by faith. And he's talking to believers. Okay, I thought Christ was in my heart. He said, that he may dwell in your heart by faith. He was trying to say that, this thing of Christ dwelling in your heart, it will be real to you by your faith. Amen. Amen. 
Oh, Jesus is Lord of my life. It won't just be some lip service, but it's something that is real to your spirit. So that assurance of salvation, it doesn't happen just on its own. The assurance of salvation, you have a role to play to be assured of your salvation. You have a role to play to make salvation real to you. Amen. Am I communicating? Satan wants you to believe that it is not true. It is not real. God, through his spirit, the Bible calls the Holy Spirit the spirit of truth, wants you to see. And the role of the Holy Spirit on earth is to make spiritual things real to you. But you have to cooperate with him. Amen. You, have you not heard believers say, God is real? <laughs> then you ask them, didn't you know before? What they mean is, I, I've realized it more. Are you understanding me? Now, this year, you will say, the word is true. You will say, that thing the scripture said is correct. Because there could be a gap between what God had said and what is happening to you. And some of you, as I'm talking to you, you can relate with that. Now, in the Old Testament, the prophet, Elisha, had said, I hear, Elijah, sorry, has said, I hear the sound of abundance of rain. But, there was no rain. Amen. Did you get that? He said, I hear the sound of abundance of rain. But there was no rain. So, between that word that was spoken, and when the rain finally came, what did Elijah do? He laid hold. Amen. Am I communicating? He made that thing he heard real. When Elijah went up to the top of Mount Carmel to pray, it was to make sure that that thing he heard manifest. Glory to God. There are some of you here that God spoke to you. Now you are questioning, did God speak to you? God spoke to you. Amen. Are you listening to me? God spoke to you. God gave you an assurance. But you say, that thing he said, I've not seen it yet in my life. Why? And that's why we're teaching today. Fight the good fight. Lay hold. Amen. Lay hold. I was in a meeting and a lady was seated in front. I didn't know that she was even, because the way they arranged the church, I didn't know she was the pastor's wife. You know, um, the way the chairs were arranged, I didn't know she was the pastor's wife. I didn't know her before. So, but when I stood in front of her and I was ministering, I saw a vision. And so I, I just shared with her what, I just publicly said, I saw you with a, with, with a color and then the color changed. I don't know what that means. Everybody in the church didn't know what we were talking about. But she was rejoicing. She was rejoicing about it. So later I asked, what, what does that mean? She said, okay, I'm actually a nurse, like a matron, uh, a nurse, you know. So we wear colors, amen. That means I'm promoted, amen. Oh, I said, okay. She said, but you know, there's no natural way that that can happen. There's, there's, there's no way it can happen based on circumstances where I am. There's no way it can happen. So, 
Weeks passed. Months passed. So she would go to her, there's a pastor and another pastor. She would go to the pastor and say, they've not still, uh, uh, nothing has happened though. He now said, just keep thanking God, amen, about that word that was given to you. Now let me tell you something. I didn't go back and start praying. I just told her what I saw, amen. I didn't go back and say, let it happen, let it happen. No, no, no. I just went, I just gave the word and left. So this, recently, the pastor came to see me. He said, Pastor, the letter came from a high place. Amen. She has been promoted. Amen. But you know something he said? He said, I had to teach her to lay hold. Amen. Because something has been given to her. A transaction took place in the realm of the spirits. Now, time might have delayed it, but she has to stay put to see it come to pass. Am I communicating? That's where a lot of charismatics miss it. They don't know how to lay hold. There are two traits or attributes that are like twins. They work together. But most of the time we don't teach both together. Faith and patience. Let me say faith and patience. Second, faith and patience. Now, faith is now. But you see, before that now will manifest, patience might be required. The scripture says, you have need of patience. I believe it was um, Hebrews 10, 36 or 38. You have need of patience. That after you've done the will of God, you might obtain the promise. 36. You might obtain the promise. 36, yeah. You might obtain the promise. You have need of patience. Patience is the attitude required while you are waiting for the manifestation. You didn't hear me well. Let me talk to the people on this side. Patience is the attitude required when you are waiting for what? Manifestation. Patience is not... It hasn't come. It hasn't, as we say in Nigeria, it hasn't come, oh... No. Patience is... An expectation. But in the midst of that expectation, you are calm. Are you with me? You are calm. You are, it's an assured expectation. Are you understanding me? You are calm. Now, that's not the direction I want to actually go, but let's learn. This year, I want you to fight the good fight. Help me tell someone, say, I want you to fight the good fight. Say again, I want you to fight the good fight. Amen. Fight the good fight. There was a testimony of one of our friends that had um, a lady that the child couldn't stand on his feet. I can't remember if the child is male or female, but the child couldn't stand on the feet. Maybe like a child under three or thereabout, the legs are just wobbling, just wobbling legs like that. So they brought the child for the service and the man of God laid hands on the child and felt the power of God go into the child's body and said, this child is healed. Amen. But when they took the child, the legs were still wobbling. They took the child home. The legs were still wobbling. 
The next day, the, legs, the child's leg was still wobbling. The next day, the child's leg was still wobbling. The next week, the child's leg was still wobbling. But the mother understood something about fighting the good fight. Every day she would be beating that child. She said, the day the man laid hands on you, you are healed. The day the man laid, you were healed. The day you were Eight months later, one day in the bathroom, she kept the child, the child stood. That is fighting the good fight. Lay hold! Glory to God. She would have given up along the way. I've shared the story. You know, some of us have that background. We've had that background. And I know that generations have changed. But there are some truths that must be passed from one generation to the other. We have to learn to have persevering faith. Everybody say persevering faith. Say it again. Persevering faith. I will share this story. And I believe it will encourage someone. I was about to get into university. And um, I was in faith to get into school. We had done everything we were supposed to do. Written the exams. And then one day I was praying. And the Lord said to me, I have given you the admission. The same way he said to me, I have given you the admission, is the same way he said to me about Renaissance Assembly. Are you understanding what I'm saying? He said to me, I have given you the admission. Woo! I was excited. So, the list came out. Now, I'm not saying that someone prophesied to me. I said the Lord said to me. Amen. The list came out for those that have gained admission. I went to the school. I told my folks that the list was out. They allowed me. I went to school. When I got to school, you know, where you heard the Lord. Amen. So I got there, and people were lining up, checking it. This is, I put in for chemical engineering. So I went straight to the chemical engineering list. Then I started from first one down to the last one. I didn't see my name. I said, I must have skipped it. Amen. I must have skipped it. So I started again. I looked from the first, slowly now, taking my time, slowly. Maybe I'm too excited. You know, slowly, slowly, slowly. I didn't see my name. Maybe they put it in one of the other departments. So, I said, let me just check all the engineering departments. Then, and that, that time, the institution had like five. So, I started mechanical, electrical, petroleum. I can't remember the other one now. Civil. I checked all of them, one after the other. I didn't see the name. So, my head said, telling me, chemical and chemistry. They might have mistakenly put your name in chemistry. So I went to chemistry. Checked. I didn't see my name. Then I said, maybe the name is somewhere on the list. So I started from the first, all the departments. Even English, I checked. I checked everything. You know, as I'm checking, and the list is getting smaller, it's like night is coming. Are you understanding me? As I'm checking and checking and checking and checking, I get to a point where it's obvious that your name is not there. Kai, that is the moment that you win or you lose. 
Did you hear me? That is the moment you win or lose. The moment I finished checking and it was obvious that the name was not there. Satan is waiting for me to arm him with a confession. Are you listening to me? He is waiting for me to arm him with a confession. To say something he can use. Satan uses your confession too. Amen. But thank God for what the Spirit of God had taught me. So the moment I had to go. So I was walking out because they kept it in a place you have to walk. There's a doorway. I was walking out of the doorway. And a friend of mine was coming in. He is just coming. He said, so, hey, have you seen your name? Hey, hey, that was a moment. A moment. What's the answer to give? I said, my name is on the original list. He didn't understand what I was saying. He just said, congratulations. I said, thank you. I was going home. I believe that all the demons in that territory, they've called them. Follow that guy. Follow that guy. Follow that guy. Because I'm sure I wasn't walking alone. I was hearing things. The only thing I would say is, my name is on the original list. My name is on the original list. My name is on the original list. I went home. Then my parents came back. So they said, so have you checked the list? I said, yes. So, so what happened? Sit down, calm down. So I said, there is a list there. My name was not on that one. But my name is on the original list. My father was confused. <laughs> he said, I don't understand. He asked my mother, what did he say? She says, do you understand? I said, that is, that is. They published the list. My name is not on that one. But my name is on the original list. My parents are believers too, so. My father said, he's talking faith. <laughs> he said, okay, okay. He said, but I'm not going to pay any fees until I see the name. I said, no, you don't have to pay fees. Just make it possible for me to go to school every morning and come back. I said, okay, no problem. So school was resuming. Maybe on Monday, I was in class. Amen. Why was I in class? Because God told me. I was in class. I attended a lecture. Of course, there were times where I was afraid someone was going to embarrass me. Then I attend the class. Then I attend the class. Then I attend the class. Then I was doing assignments and submitting. Then we, I now met a company of others that were waiting for a new list to come out. That were also coming around. Uh, one of them is a believer, a lady. She's a medical doctor now. She said, I heard that um, you, your name didn't come out on that list. Say yes. She said, even me. So, when she comes to class, she will look for where I am and come and sit near me. You know. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Just come and sit near me. One of those days, she was sitting close to me. 
I believe it was a witness of the Spirit. I turned and I asked, I said, did God tell you he gave you the admission? She said, no. I said, don't sit with me. Amen. She thanked me. Amen. I said, did God tell you? I said, no, don't, don't sit with me. God told me. That's how she left. Praise God. Now, I was going to class and coming back. We got to a point where we wrote an exam. And they came up with a policy to say that if you had not done this, that, 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 you were not going to be allowed into the hall. I had to be in faith to break the protocol to write the exam. We finished first semester. My name was not out. Nine months from when God spoke is when the name was released. Are you listening to what I'm saying? So we have been here. We know we don't do this thing. Amen. And every day I'll be confessing God's word. My name is on the original list. God told me he has given me the admission. Every day. Every day. I remember one day I came back from class. It was like they assigned extra demons on the case. Because I came back and I, I, I was living in my parents' house at that time. So I came up to my room. As I got in, it was like all the demons followed me in. And they were like, what if you don't get the admission? What if you don't get the admission? That was the word. What if, what if, what if, what if, what if, what if, what if? So I, I said, ah, I locked the door. So he said, I'm not going anywhere. I said, follow me inside this room now. You're not going anywhere. I said, I started shouting. I said, what when I get the admission? You're asking me what if. What when? Amen. I said, confessing God's word aloud over and over again until my mind was quiet again. Well, I got the admission. I read chemical engineering. I finished. Amen. Are you listening to me? What I'm trying to share with you is this. There's a perseverance of faith. Hallelujah. That's the fight. Where you are insisting that that word that God spoke is true. And it has to be real to you. Amen. Now, I want to add another scripture. Follow me now. In the book of Paul that introduced this idea about fighting the good fight of faith, laying hold on eternal life, said the same thing, but he threw some light on it when he wrote the second book of Timothy. So we're going to look at Second Timothy chapter 4, verse 7. Amen. Praise the Lord. Jesus conquered the world and gave me victory. Victory, victory, hallelujah. Jesus conquered the world and gave me victory. Victory, victory, hallelujah. One more time. Sing it with conviction. 
Jesus conquered the world and gave me victory. Victory, victory, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Second Timothy 4 verse 7. Now, Paul said, I have fought a good fight. In 1 Timothy 6, he was telling them to fight the fight. Now he's announcing, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. My prayer is that every one of us will talk like this in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray that everyone under the sound of my voice will talk like this in Jesus' name. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Now he was throwing a, you know, he was giving us a perspective about the fight of faith. The good fight. That the good fight, there are two aspects of the fight. One is in finishing your course. That's destiny. Two is in keeping the faith. Amen. Did you get what I just said? Did you get what I just said? That means that there are two aspects of the good fight. One aspect of it is finishing your assignment. Finishing your course. That means that everyone, the word course there is dromos. It means that it's like there's lineup of activities that you're supposed to carry out. A career cut out for you by God. Amen. That must be finished. There's a reward for it. Then keeping your faith, your salvation. Now, let me explain something to you. Someone can keep his faith and not finish his course. Amen. Did you hear what I just said? There are many people in Scripture that did not finish their assignment. Hello? Are you going to be one of them? No, there are people that didn't finish their assignment. So, Paul was saying, for me, I've done both. I've finished my course and I've kept the faith. Some, in pursuing their cause, lose the faith. Amen. God told me to build a multi-billion dollar business. But now, you are no more praying in tongues. You are not sipping champagne and sniffing cocaine. Amen. Because you want to build a multi-billion dollar business. And truly, it was God that told you to build a multi-billion dollar business. But he didn't say to do it at the expense of your faith. Amen. Did you get that? So, lift your hand and say, I will also fight a good fight. I will finish my course. I will keep the faith. Glory to God. You know, keeping the faith, what he's saying is that if you don't fight, you won't keep the faith. Because some frozen people will come on social media and start telling you that Jesus is not Lord. And start telling you all kind of stories. Are you understanding me? If you don't fight, you won't keep the faith. Someone will wake up in the morning and start trying to prove that there is no God. Are you understanding me? And he said, seven proofs to show that there is no God. You will listen to it, part one. Then we say, for part two, Hook up with me next week. You are still waiting for part two. You won't like it in such a way that you will be getting notifications. Keep going there. Soon, you will be assistant pastor. 
of the seven proofs that there is no God. Amen. Fight the good fight. It means that thoughts will come. The Bible talks about the fairy darts of the wicked one. What are those fairy darts? They are thoughts that will come to you. The thoughts, if you don't do something about them, they will have an effect. Amen. Are you listening to me? Some of you don't understand that. Social media, movies you see, you are around. You'll be amazed at how your thoughts are just shifting. I was talking to someone. I said, there are some things that you didn't think were evil, or rather, you thought were evil when you were a child, but now you don't think they are so bad. You understand? You know why? Steadily, over time, Satan has been bombarding your thoughts. Bombarding your thoughts until you have accepted. Amen. Until you have accepted. Until you have accepted it. So, if you don't fight the fight of faith, you won't keep the faith. Have you not heard of people that say they are not doing Jesus again? Uh, Jesus, this Jesus in church, I'm not doing again. No, no, I'm okay. I'm not doing again. What happened? They didn't fight the fight. Glory to God. Listen, there is an attack on this faith. The Bible says we should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered to the saints. What are we contending for? The integrity of the faith. To preserve the authenticity of the faith. New doctrines will come up. Someone will come and say, no, no, you know, actually, you know, actually, even movies have come out to discredit our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. To, some have come out to discredit the Bible. Hello? But the truth is this. You will fight. Amen. You will fight to keep the faith. But now, let's enter the part of finishing your course. For you to finish your course, you will have to fight. It means that Satan doesn't want you to finish your course because in your course, prophecy will be fulfilled. The will of God will come to pass. Amen. Are you with me? If God told you, for example, gave you an assignment that you should reach out to drug addicts and reach out to prostitutes and that's your assignment in life, then you're thinking of building a rehabilitation center. Okay, that's what's on your heart. You now start out. Satan will fight it because he, he doesn't want those drug addicts to be saved. Amen. He doesn't want prostitution to stop. So he's going to fight it. And if you don't know how to finish your cause, how to fight the good fight, you will not accomplish it. It will just be on paper. The dream center is just on paper. And you'll be telling people every day, you know, God, you know the dream God puts in my heart. You see, all these people, it's God that told me to reach them. But you never reached them. You got that vision when you were 17. Now you are 57. Amen. It has not been done. Glory to God. And the reason why it came to you when you were 17 was that you would start doing something about it. Glory to God. Lift your hand and say, I'll finish my course. Say again, I'll finish my course. So, there is a fight to finish your course. 
whether it was a business idea, whether it was a, a, a ministry idea, whatever it is God put in your spirits. Satan will try to stop you. He will try to kill it. He will oppose it. If something is genuinely of God, Satan will fight it. It is easier to grow something that is not of God than to grow something that is of God. Did you hear me? Yeah. It is easier to accomplish something that is of God than to accomplish something that is not of God. That's why you see that when a group of people make a commitment to preach the gospel genuinely, Satan is going to fight. All kind of things will be coming up. Because he doesn't want them to finish their course. This year, you and I will finish our course. I said we'll finish our course. Now, one of the ways that we fight, one of the tools that we've been given to fight is the communion. Amen. Ever say blood. blood. The Bible talks about the weapons of our warfare. Amen. It's not grenades and AK-47s. Amen. No, 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 no. Just as David did not need a spear and a shield, he didn't need a sword. Five smooth stones. Amen. Stones. He looked foolish. How can such a Goliath, such a man, stand to oppose you and the stone you're picking? Did you come here to play? I'm, I'm, I'm sure that this month of February is wondering. You say, with bread and drink, you want to overcome me. Did you come here to play? Amen. But today, the communion in your hand will be like your own five foot smooth stones. You will slay Goliath by bread and drink. By the body and the blood of Jesus. Listen to me. Contentions in the spirits are real. There are real contentions in the spirits. Daniel in the Old Testament had prayed. And he was not seeing the answer. 21 days after. The angel had to appear to him and say, the first day you prayed, I heard. He said, but I was resisted. Alright? I was resisted. That means there was opposition. I was held down. Another angel had to come to help me. Amen. Meaning that these contentions are real. Angels in the realm of spirit, they still fight the way with making contact. Are you understanding me? They still fight. They, see, listen to me. In the th- realm of the spirit, things are still primitive. Amen. Because at the end of the day, everything is going to reverse to that. Amen. Forget the modernization. So there was a fight. So I'm going to show you a picture of a fight in scripture. And then I will show you how they defeated the enemy. And you and I will win the same way in the name of Jesus Christ. Glory to God. Some of you, maybe the Spirit of God needs to open your eyes to know what happens just for you to go from home to walk. Amen. 
What happens in the realm of the spirit? Amen. What happens for you to just sleep at night and wake up in the morning? Do you know how many times uh, they wanted to squeeze your neck? Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Said, I, had a, I had a dream yesterday. You think it's only the time you had a dream that something bad was about to happen? There are many times something bad was about to happen. You didn't dream. Amen. Amen. You didn't dream. Most of the time, the reason why you pick certain things is because a response is respect, expected from you. If not, you might not even know anything. Glory to God. It was recently I was watching a video. Old video. I'd never read it in history. Never heard about it. Never heard about it. Never read it. That when they were uh, crowning Prince Charles of England, when they were crowning him the prince, making him the crown prince, that's the son of Queen Elizabeth. This was many years ago. That there was an attempt to kill him. Like an assassination attempt. Alright? And some gun went off somewhere and all that and all that. They didn't even bring it up. The, the, the ceremony was still going on. Something was happening somewhere. The security forces just addressed it. This is maybe 60s or 70s. But recently they started maybe declassifying those stories, you know. They were classified information. You can say, oh, this was actually what happened. That means every other person didn't even know something was happening. Do you know how many cool attempts have gone on in this country alone? Amen. There's some that you who hear, they just suppress, people just disappear. <laughs> it will come up in the news, nothing. Glory to God. Are we together? That's how God is fighting for you. Amen. I listen to him. That's how God is fighting for you. So it's not everything that you hear. It's not everything that is happening around you that you get to hear. That's some you will never hear. But I want to show you how to always win. Amen. Look at anybody say, I will always win. Say again, I will always win. Praise the Lord. Now, follow me. Revelations 12. Amen. Um, I will attempt, it's from verse 1 down to 11, but for sake of time, I will attempt to just grab the story, you know, and uh, drop it in your heart. Amen. Put up, start from verse 1. Put it up first. Revelation 12. It says, and there appeared a great wonder in heaven. This is supposed to be futuristic, but it also captures in it elements of things that have happened previously. So that God is using, is doing like a mirror effect. He's showing us what will happen with what had happened. Amen. Do you understand what I just said? If you don't understand, keep coming to church. Amen. And there appeared a great wonder in heaven. A woman clothed with the sun and the moon under her feet. And upon her head a crown of twelve stars. Which kind of woman is that? Amen. And she being with child cried, travailing in birth. And pains to be delivered. And there appeared another wonder in heaven. And behold a great red dragon. Having seven heads and ten horns. And seven crowns upon his heads. That's why some of you don't like reading the book of Revelation. And his tail drew the third part of the stars of heaven. And did cast them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman. Which was ready to be delivered. For to devour her child as soon as it was born. Now. This shows us a lot of things. Let me just read verse 5. And she brought forth a man-child. 
who was to rule all nations with a rod of iron, and her child was cut up unto God and to his throne. Now, this scripture in a figure looks like talking about Christ. Alright? But it's not Christ because the futuristic experience. In this portion of scripture, the church has already been raptured. Amen. So, he's talking about a woman that was clothed with the sun and the moon. And that this woman has 12 stars. Remember the dream Joseph had. Where he said, hey, he told his father Jacob, he said, um, I had a dream. In that dream, I saw the sun, moon, and 11 stars bow before me. You remember that? And then the father said, are you saying that me and your mother and your brothers will bow before you? My brother, I wake up from your dream. Are you understanding me? That means that Israel, amen, is the woman clothed as the sun and the moon. Amen. Am I communicating? I'm just, this small eschatology. Israel. So he said, Israel. Israel. Now, while Israel was to give birth, the dragon, Satan, Satan is a dragon, the red dragon. The dragon is waiting to devour the child. Anything that is coming from God, Satan is always standing to spoil it. Remember that the same Satan was standing to devour Jesus. Amen. When Jesus was born, and that's why they wiped out every child under two. In Bethlehem. Amen. The pattern of Satan has not changed. That dream of yours, he had heard there's a dream. He's also waiting to devoid. Amen. That's your man child. He's waiting to devoid your man child. Amen. The Bible says, but the man child was caught up to the throne of God. That scripture is telling us about the rapture of the 144,000 Jews that will be caught up after the church had gone. You know, the Bible talks about several raptures. Some of you might not know that. So, now, but there's something we're going to learn from this. As we go further, look, go to verse 8. 8. Okay, start from 7. So we have where the fight started. Amen. And there was war in heaven. Um, there's a pidgin English word people use. I used to like, Bege. There was, a, there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels against what? The dragon and the dragon fought and his angels. Did you get that? Michael and his angels. The dragon and his angels. There are two kinds of angels. The angels of God and the angels of the devil. Amen. They fought. The Bible didn't say they were discussing no. They fought. Amen. Where was the war? In heaven. Glory to God. Listen to me. There are contentions in the heavenlies concerning you. Are you listening to me? There are contentions concerning you. Verse 8. And prevailed not. No way. No way. Neither was their place found for any more in heaven. The fight came down. Amen. They prevailed not. They prevailed not. Nobody was winning. Verse 9. And the great dragon was cast out. That old serpent called the devil. And Satan. Which deceived the whole world. He was cast out into the earth. And his angels were cast out with him. Amen. Did you get that? So Michael and angels overcame. Do you agree? Do you agree? Okay. Now this is a future experience. 
but it also captures what happened earlier when Satan also was cast down. Amen. Am I helping someone with Bible knowledge? All right. But this is what we are going to. Verse 11 is our key scripture. Say Michael and his angels overcame. They cast him down. Now we are going to be told how they did it. How they did it is how you will do your own. Amen. However they did it is how you will also win your own. Amen. In this month of February, you will win your own battles. Verse 10. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, now is come salvation. Why? Because there is victory. So salvation has come. Deliverance has come. Amen. The promotion has come. The miracle has come. The healing has come. The next level has come. That means that without that victory, that salvation will not have come. He said, now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. Why? For the accuser of our brethren. The one that always has a case against you. Have you not seen that brother now? Have you not seen that sister now? Have you not seen that sister now? Have you seen that sister now? Satan always has accusations against the believer. Amen. It's cast down which accused them before our God day and night. Day and night. That's why you have to understand your right standing with God. So, 11 is going to tell us how it happened. So let's go to 11 and then we'll read it together. Want to go? And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives unto the death. Amen. Did you get that? That means they overcame him how? By the blood of the Lamb. Amen. And the word of their testimony. They overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of that. You will overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of your testimony. I don't know what you came in here with, but you will overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of your testimony. I don't know what you are going through, but you will overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of your testimony. The word of their testimony is simply what they were saying about what the blood had done for them. The testimony of what the blood had done for them. Our sins are forgiven because of his blood. Because of his blood, death has passed over me. (laughs) Because of his blood, I have access to God now. Because of his blood, the middle wall of partition between me and God has been brought down. Because of his blood, I'm justified. Amen. Are you seeing that's the word of your testimony? Today, when we partake of the communion, you will hold the communion and you will give the word of your testimony. Amen. You begin to announce what this blood has done for you. And because of what it has done, the effect you expect it to have in your place of work, in your school, at home, in your life. Amen. And it will be as you said. Listen, when you bring a matter to the courts where you want to give your blood witness, amen. You want the witness of blood to speak for you, amen. Remember that this blood we're talking about, 
This blood has a voice. Amen. And this voice is not against you. Some of you are listening to me. There are contrary voices against you. When I mean contrary voices, listen to me. It matters what people are saying about you. If it doesn't matter, God will not tell you that no weapon formed against you by the enemy shall prosper. And every tongue that rises against you, meaning that part of the weapons that Satan does against you is the words of men. Some of you looking at you on Facebook, who is this saying be now? He will not make it. You will see he will not make it. You are walking on the road. You start, your leg will start paining you. It's not because the person is a juju priest. No. Words are powerful. Amen. Don't forget that this earth was built by words. And every human being was created in the image of God, so to speak. Amen. Words are powerful. Someone tried an experiment with two uh, plants. And then it will come every day and tell this other plant, curse it, you will die, you won't do well, you will die. And they will come and tell this other one lovely things. They found out over time, the plant he cursed every day withered. Words are powerful. Words are powerful. Listen, if your face is ugly, the greatest makeup you can do is to look at the mirror and say, I'm beautiful. I'm wonderfully and fearfully made. I recommend it 21 days. Amen. You just see that, eh? 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 Look around. That's why people here are fine. Amen. Look around. That's why people in this church are fine. Amen. Amen. Have you not noticed? Look now, look. If you see any ugly person, it's not our member. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. It's not our member. Or he just came. Amen. <laughs> so, there are voices against you. Voices against you. And how those voices are silenced is by switching on a superior voice. That's why we're taking communion today. Amen. Abel was killed by his brother Cain. Put up Hebrew um, Genesis four. Um, which verses I pick now? Is it eight, eleven, or twelve? One of them. When God asked him, "Where's your brother?" No, no, no. Further than this. Thank you. And the Lord said unto Cain, Where is your Abel thy brother? And he said, I know not. Am I my brother's keeper? Verse 10. Let's read together. And God was saying to him, What hast thou done? The voice of your brother's blood cried unto me from the ground. There is blood crying. There are some of you, there is blood crying from the village. That blood will not allow you to blow. <laughs> Amen. There's blood crying. It might be chicken blood. Are you understanding me? It might be it might be good blood. It might even be human blood. It's crying against you from the village. Blood crying against you from one quarter or the other. Put up. I want to give you the response. Verse eleven. I want to just strengthen what I'm saying. And now, because of that blood, you are cursed from the earth, which had opened a mouth to receive your brother's blood from thy hand. Keep going, verse 12. He now said, When thou tillest the ground, it will not answer you. It will not henceforth yield unto you. That means that the earth will not answer you. That's why some of you, you say, I came to this port, I caught. I met a guy one time. You know, we were business partners. 
2003, that's about 16 years ago, 17 years ago, were business partners, and he came in from another town into Port Harcourt. So he used to tell one of the staff that works for me at that time, he used to tell him, we'll go blow for this town. He would say, he would say we'll go blow for this. And then at that time, it was BMW X6 or X5 that was raining. So he said, we'll drive S's in this town up to now. The X did not yield. There is, listen, there is good in this land, though. But listen, it has to come to you. It has to yield to you. Her strengths. Are we together? It has to yield to you. Her strengths. So he said, because of the blood crying against you, if the earth wants to give that, don't give him. They want to offer his son, mm, don't give her. Then he said, a fugitive and a vagabond shall not be in the earth. You will keep roaming. You will think it's because of where you are. That is happening. He said, okay, maybe it's because I'm in the fashion industry. Let me get into baking. You go into baking. <laughs> you will discover that even your customers in, in, the, in the fashion industry, they have even left you. Are you understanding me? Then as you're inside the baking, and you're little when you're baking, you sit down and eat everything you bake by yourself. Amen. Before it will spoil. Amen. You will keep roaming from one, one idea to the next idea, to the next idea, to the next idea, thinking is the, idea, the idea is not the problem. There is a lockdown. Are you understanding me? A voice that is speaking constantly. This earth has ears. Portaco City has ears. There are people it listens to. Your sector you are operating in, it has ears. There are people that into the fashion industry, they are making it. Some of them are even coming to get ideas from you. You will show them, say, do it like this, do it like this. Everybody's going there. You're wondering what's my own. Today, you will provoke something. I said you will provoke something. I said you will provoke something. Now, this is the blood of Abel. The blood of Abel was crying out for judgment. It was crying out for judgment. But there is a superior blood today. I said there is a superior blood today. And that's what the blood of Jesus came to do for us. In Hebrews 12 verse 24. Amen. It says, unto Jesus, the mediator of the covenant, or the new covenant. Unto the blood of sprinkling. That what? That speaketh. Everybody say that speaketh. That speaketh what? Better things than that of Abel. Are you going to engage that blood today? Are you going to engage that blood today? It's speaking what? Better things than that of Abel. That means that if Abel's blood said he must suffer, this blood is saying you must enjoy, you must prosper, you must make it. Listen, when Abel's blood is saying you, will, you must not make it, the blood is saying you must make it. Why that blood is saying that I'm holding him accountable, the other blood is saying you are free. Why this other blood is saying, no, 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 no. Don't release it to him. He says, release it to him. The blood speaketh better things than that of Abel. Today we are going to invoke the voice of that blood on our circumstances. In the name of Jesus Christ. We are going to engage that blood in the name of Jesus Christ. There are certain things going on in your home. As we partake of the communion today, they will end in the name of Jesus Christ. They will stop today in Jesus' name. Listen, I want you to engage this in faith. Before I go further, I want to say this to you. Who is supposed to engage in communion? The child of God, the one that has received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And then the one that has received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, if you are doing juju and coming to drink communion, you are wasting your time. Amen. 
You go to Abalis, collect something, put it in your eye. Then you come here, collect it, and put it in your mouth. The eye and mouth will join. One day you see your eye inside your mouth. You cannot drink of the cup of devils and come and drink of it. That, now, the mistake some people make is that they say, if you sinned yesterday, don't come and drink. That's not what the Bible said. Mm-mm. If you sinned yesterday, you can come and take communion to repent. Amen. The communion is a place of judgment. Amen. To say, Lord, I receive forgiveness of sin. Because the blood is for forgiveness. Amen. Amen. That's not what the scripture says. He said, don't eat unworthily. Don't come and eat and say, Woo. Yeah, no. The sacredness of the communion. Understand that it's a sacred thing you are doing. Amen. Am I communicating? So, get it. And then if you came here sick in your body, as you eat, receive your healing. Receive healing from the crown of your head to the sole of your feet. Everything that was broken in your body will be mended in the name of Jesus Christ. That's what the communion is. Alright? So, get it. I'm laying the foundation so you understand. So, everyone that has received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior is entitled to take the communion. Amen. Are you with me? So, but have an expectation as you take this communion. And I know that demonic issues will be arrested. Permit me to share this. I was in America some years ago. And um, we were, that's the, the city where we have our church in Norfolk. That was my first visit to that particular city in America. And then they took me to the hotel room where I was to stay. And uh, we were about to go up the staircase. No, no, the lift. And then the lift was like, the door was like, it's as if it wants to open, the wants to close, it wants to open. So they advised that since we're not going so high up, you know, on the building, we should just take the staircase. Just about the time we had to take the staircase, the lady at the reception now, she was joking. She just said, well, sorry about the elevator, the lift. One of them said elevator, one of them said one of them. But lift, elevator, same thing. Amen. So, he said, sorry about the lift. Um, sometimes people get stuck in the lift. They said, our hotel is haunted. Uh, we just laughed. I didn't put much thought to it. I just went up to the room. They helped me drop my things in the room. And then everybody left. So they had this pack of snacks and drinks they kept for me. We left. So I never even taken off my shoes or anything. I just sat on the bed. Then tried to lay myself down. And then the wardrobe in the hotel just opened of its own accord. I thought it was just normal vibration. Normal vibration, you know. So I stood up and closed it and went back to sit down after a few minutes it opened again this is in the United States of America so I stood up again and closed it then it opened the third time so I went close and thought maybe it wasn't tight enough closed it so now I'm sitting down waiting for it whether it's going to open then just as I'm about to relax, it just this time with a sound. The way it does in the movies. Then it sounded like someone was talking in the wardrobe. I said, now damn. Okay. They are here too. Amen. So, but I was angry in my spirit. I know what Satan was trying to do. He knew we were going to start a church. And there was resistance. We've had that all the time. 
There's resistance. I've had that kind of experience on campus when we wanted to go to UST to start fellowship. I was in my room in the school, lying down. And when I woke up, I saw some little creatures trying to hold my toes from under the bed. Okay, let's not tell you other stories. All right, so that day, I said, I'm not going to pray. Me, pray. I won't pray. You know what I did? I started looking for something I could use to do communion. I went into the park. They kept for me. I saw something that looked like biscuit or bread. I brought it out. I saw another drink. I brought it out. The noise was still going on. It, it required on. You know, I can't tell you that. You're going like this. It's like he's here. It's like he's here. You will not do any other thing that day. Are you understanding me? Uh-huh. You just leave the room. That's all you do. But I know what it is. I took the communion in the name of Jesus. I blessed the bread. I blessed the drink. I gave thanks for it. As I break bread in this room, as I took it, everything silenced until I left. Now, listen. I later read about the hotel. I googled about them and I found that there have been police reports of people seeing ghosts in that place. But of course, they would just think that the person is crazy. Amen. I try not to mention, let me not spoil some hotel business. I try not to mention the name of the hotel. Did I mention the name of the hotel? But there are demons there. Some of you, as you take the communion today, you will silence every voice of darkness around you. Things are crawling around your life that ought not to be. It will end today. Are you ready to take your communion? The voice of the blood of Jesus will speak for you. I said the voice of the blood of Jesus will speak for you. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Now bow your heads. Let me just help someone. If you are here, you have not made Jesus the Lord of your life. I want you to partake of this communion today. And so I'm going to do the first thing by praying for you and praying with you to receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. So if you are here, you want to make Jesus the Lord of your life. You want blood to start speaking for you because now you have embraced, embraced what Jesus did on the cross. Let me see your right hand up where you are. Let me see your right hand up. You want me to pray the prayer of salvation for you? Pray prayer of salvation. You want to receive Jesus Christ today as your Lord and Savior. Wherever you are, just wave the hand. If I see your hand, I'll pray the prayer of salvation. If your hand is not up, it means, okay, I see that hand. God bless you. If your hand is not up, it means that you, 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 you are either born again or you don't want Jesus. I've seen those hands up. Now, if your hand is up, say this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I believe in my heart that you died for my sins. From today, I receive you as my Lord and Savior. All things pass away and all things become new. I have become your child from this day forward. In the name of Jesus Christ. And let people say loud, Amen. Amen. Let people say loud, Amen. Amen. Glory. Thank you for listening to this message. If you have been blessed, you can reach us by email on info at faithtofaithonline.org or call us on 234-806-361-3560. You are big, blessed, and loaded. Taking the message of faith.